Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good morning, Packed House, uh, here on the uh, Hamilton Real Estate Show and Hamilton's News Talk Leader. My name is Rick Zamprin. Rob Golfie, yeah, he's in studio, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online, robgolfie.com, Rob, G O L F I.com. Call them today at 905 575 7700. Also in studio, Philip Golfie, sales representative with the Golfie team. They're all over Instagram and Twitter at Rob Golfie, and you can check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Hey, if you have a question, we'll get to it on a future program. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We're going to talk a little Canada uh, Mortgage and Housing Corporation with a couple of special in-studio guests as well. Lindsay Harvey is here. Anthony Passarelli, also here in studio. Good morning. How are you? Welcome. How are, how are you guys doing? Well, thanks so much for having us today. We're doing great. <laughs> Everybody said their hello. Everybody's yes. great. So maybe we'll start off with uh, what's happening in Hamilton. We've been a week removed from the last show. Uh, still, uh, you know, a bustling hub of activity the, here. The market's moving uh, slowly but surely. But uh, it is a cool. It's it is a little bit cooler than we're what we're used to. Yeah. And we're more of a going into a normal market, which is good, which we're not used to. Mm. Just like I mentioned last week. So, but I see the frustrations that are happening with uh, the sellers out there. Houses that you know should have sold aren't selling as fast. So I'm telling people hang in there just sit tight um, even if you reduce your price of your home uh, it's still not gonna move as fast so just just hang on it's gonna pick back up a lot of people are sitting on the fence you know just waiting to see what's happening in the marketplace mm-hmm. um, and uh, it'll it, it's gonna pick back up again to a nice nice easy good level of you know people looking again and, and buying houses right now um, everybody is getting frustrated I know and I understand people probably bought firm in April or March and April and now they got to sell their house and yeah. their houses aren't selling and there is a lot of tense uh, people out there but just hang in there it's gonna happen uh, the market's gonna start moving again and, mm-hmm. and everything will be back back to normal not crazy like March yeah and but it'll be back to a good level of uh, of, um, of of the market for right. sure Philip you're seeing the same thing patience is the key absolutely patience is the key uh, you know what we're seeing is is a lot of people who sold their home um, you know, are, are renting now. And, and it's good for first-time buyers, yeah. um, where first-time buyers can go in with a little bit more protection as of, a, you know, a, a house inspection or financing, which is really important for mm-hmm. them. And and it's good to see, you know, you know, in March, they had no chance because they were competing with firm offers, they were competing with investors, and they were competing with GTA buyers. So we've seen that slow down. And and it's a it's a great time if you're a first time buyer or, or a small family who you, who needs to go in with a little bit of protection on their offer, you know, uh, a lot more, a lot not 
a lot less competition in right. terms of the offer side. Yeah, that's that's true because we're finding that uh, we, we are going in with conditions now, mm-hmm. finance and inspection and insurance conditions, and we're finding now, oh my God, this house didn't pass on inspection, so the people have a, have a way to get out of the deal because they've got their condition in there. So now there was a, a like 60 days or 90 days at the beginning of this year, people were going in blindsided with no conditions because they were in competition. Yeah. And I'm sure they're feeling some of the aches and pains like, oh boy, if I knew that this house had this problem, we wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure I'm sure that people are going through that. So, I mean, it's just it's just the way the market was going. Yeah. And it's the same for the condo corporations too. You know, the condo corporations with the status that's a little bit weary or, or a little bit uncertain, those aren't moving as much as they used to. A lot of people are walking away from from those properties, those types of properties. Whereas in March, you know, people would kind of bite the bullet and say, you know what, we can look past that. You know, this is something that that you know it, it, it's a risk, but we're it's a, a risk that we're willing to take. Yeah. On, on the property. so We've been planning today's discussion with uh, the folks from CMHC for, for a couple of weeks now, and uh, now that we have them in studio... Finally! What, yeah. <laughs> what took you guys so long? <laughs> These guys are busy! But, busy, busy! Why, why'd you feel it was important to, to shine a spotlight on this aspect of the real estate sector? I mean, th- this is a huge part of what goes on, right? Oh, it, it is big. Uh, CMHC is uh, uh, everyday language uh, for real estate, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that do know about uh, who they are and what they do but there's a lot of people that don't know and I'm glad we have I'm glad we have them in here today yeah. and uh, so we can share again let's share some light of uh, what their role is in, mm-hmm. in, in real estate so let's uh, reintroduce uh, the two Anthony Passarelli and uh, Lindsay Harvey both from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation maybe we'll start with uh, Anthony and tell the, the audience what you do at CMHC Okay, well, I'm actually the market analyst that covers Hamilton. So we've already been talking about it in the show already. What's going on in the market? What are the trends? Uh, how much prices are growing? What, where do we see the market going in the future? That sort of thing. So um, just to pick up on what uh, Rob was saying earlier, you know, we definitely noticed that in April there was this pullback in, in sales. Usually you see this quite a big uh, jump from March to April, and actually sales were down in April. So we think the buyers, you know, Went to the sidelines. There was a bit of a concern with some of the um, where the market was heading based on some of the the measures put in by the Ontario government. We can't really quantify how much that affected things, but I think at a minimum you can be pretty confident that it caused some people to get a little bit nervous. You saw demand come back a bit in May, but not to that same extent like you were saying in March, and listings have really grown a lot. So we're really seeing that uh, throughout the whole market. Certain areas more than others have held up better. Uh, I noticed, uh, just to throw a little tidbit in there, that in Grimsby, for example, you saw sales hold up a little bit better there over the last couple of months than in some other areas like uh, that central Hamilton region, for example. So just thought I'd throw that out there. And uh, my role, again, is that analyst role. We do forecasts. We put out reports on the market, and we do a lot of presentations in the in the industry. I, uh, Anthony, I found like when I, I sent a message out um, April twelfth. Uh, you know how everybody was holding offers and everything, and I and on April twelfth, uh, I sent something was changing in the market, and nobody really knew this. Uh, and because of the volume of business that we do, we can we have a, we're right in the trenches of selling houses. We know we we've got the the pulse on the on the market. And on April 12th, I sent a message to my whole team and said, be careful when you're holding offers. It's not going to be as effective as it was. So that was just before Easter. Now, Mm -hmm. after Easter, the wind government came out with their their announcement uh, with foreign buyers. But the, the, the change was starting to happen 
before the wind government actually came out with their announcement. I think them coming out with that announcement kind of solidified and people just said, okay, let's just hold off and see what happens. But but it was it was changing slowly just before Easter, uh, from my from what I found, and I and 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 I found we it, we were right. It did change after Easter, and it and more so uh, once we hit into the beginning of May. Absolutely, yeah. we've seen it, especially with the listings. The the growth in listings is more than you'd usually see during these last couple of months. So there's a lot of sellers that are sort of let's take our money off the table and see where the market's going. Uh, the, re- the big question is really whether this is going to continue or whether it's a temporary reaction to those measures. And then in a few months, we'll be sort of back to where we were earlier in the year. So that's really it's, the big question. Yeah, I believe I believe it's just a temporary uh, reaction. That's, mm. my, that's my opinion, and, if that means anything to anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> and coming coming up to that, there's a lot of press release in, in regards to the changes. So yeah. there, there's, you know, we always say there's always that uncertainty as to what's going to happen. Um, and, and, and like you said, you use the term buyers are just sitting on the sidelines right now. And I think that's very apparent in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people wanting to look at homes two, three times. And, and there's so so much more inventory that, you know, it's, well, I like this one, but is there another, is there, is there going to be another one that comes up next week that I like better? Right. So they're, they're kind of sitting and waiting. They can pick and choose, right? Um, you know, if there's any, any flaws within the house or, or need any ma- major renovations, they're, you know, they're not even budging at it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, real quick, what, uh, when, when you're doing a market analysis, what, uh, what triggers or what red flags do you have to identify that you can, uh, you know, forecast, uh, uh, whether it's three months or a month ahead to say, hey, this might happen? Well, the, the main factors we look at are economic factors, so local economy factors, the employment what's going on with wage growth, obviously mortgage rates and all that, all those uh, sort of factors that are sort of fundamental to demand. But currently in this market, obviously, you've seen that prices and sales are sort of way outstripping any of those factors, right? There's other things that play in the market. Um, That's why you see this price growth in the double digits for the last few years in Hamilton. And earlier this year, it was, you know, year over year in the sort of 20 to 30% type of range. So we look at obviously the Toronto effect, and that's a big one Mm -hmm. for us. We we put out a report uh, earlier this year on on that, uh, and it did sort of prove that, you know, obviously Hamilton goes with Toronto to an extent with uh, price growth. And... um, the way things are going in these markets, it doesn't seem like we were saying that there will be a bit of a, a rebound uh, after this temporary sort of layoff from buyers. Maybe, maybe in the uh, fall in September. Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to have it sooner than uh, the fall. I think um, I think it's going to happen through the uh, summer. Sometimes the the summer months uh, uh, we find that uh, is, is usually sometimes my biggest months in uh, in sales. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are, you know, start looking at after. Like right now, we've got uh, uh, school f- ending uh, for the month of June, um, so we got real serious buyers looking right now. And and we got obviously people looking. They have children. They want to make sure. A lot of people move in the summer because they want their kids to start the school year new, uh, going into uh, into the the new district. But uh, but yeah no I, I think uh, I think the bounce back will be and I, I mean we all predict right and then and then we can play back this and say hey he was right <laughs> or hey he was but wrong if you're, if you're wrong we, uh, we Wait, get rid of the tape really quick yeah, <laughs> yeah if I was wrong we so get rid of it it disappears mysteriously yeah. Uh, yeah. Lindsay just give us a lay of the land we got about a minute or so uh, on what you do at CMHC. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm an account manager for CMHC. So what I do is I provide education and support for all of the uh, mortgage lenders and realtors hmm. uh, throughout the Niagara Falls through to Brantford Corridor. So you must be tremendously busy. This time of year with, the, with this kind of market. Full, yeah, it's certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly a busy time of year. Yes. Yeah. All right, still to come, we'll uh, dive a little more into what uh, CMHC's role is in the housing market. We'll talk about mortgage loan insurance and a whole lot more. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Philip Golfie, sales rep with the Golfie team, also with us today. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That number again, 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Also in studio with us, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey from CMHC. That's Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. So what is CMHC's role in the housing market? Maybe an overlaying, uh, detailed uh, 20-minute description. No, I'm kidding. On on what the role is uh, in the housing market. What do you guys do, basically? Well, I can uh, probably keep this uh, fairly short for you, not the 20 minutes. Uh, So CMHC is a crown corporation. We were founded in 1946 as a response to the post-World War II housing shortage. Mm -hmm. So many of us in the mortgage financing and real estate industry would know CMHC from the mortgage loan insurance perspective. But CMHC is so much more as well. You had a very good overview of what CMHC looks like from our market analysis uh, division. Uh, We also provide access to funds for lenders. provide affordable and accessible housing and we do on reserve uh, housing as well. Hmm. Has that mandate changed over the years since 46 of new things come in that you guys are responsible for or have undertaken? Uh, absolutely. We uh, continually evolve with, uh, with the direction of the uh, federal government mm-hmm. to uh, ensure that we do have a sustainable and healthy housing market. That's important, certainly for the economy. Uh, what is mortgage loan insurance? Let's get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> okay, so very, very good question. Uh, many of you have heard the term CMHC before in terms of mortgage loan insurance. So mortgage loan insurance, I could probably describe it best as what it is not. Okay. It is not fire insurance. It is not auto insurance. What it is, is it's insurance that is provided. The beneficiary of this is the uh, is the bank at this point. So what happens is if you have a client that has a minimal down payment, mortgage loan insurance uh, would kick in uh, if the client were to go into default on their mortgage. Hmm. And what we would do is we would cover any losses and claims associated with that. Okay. There is a tremendous benefit to this for those buyers with minimal down payments. Just wanted to back up a minute. This is required by law here in Canada, Mm. and we are unique in this. So the tremendous benefit for this for first-time home buyers uh, or buyers with minimal down payments is that really truly evens the playing field among buyers with a larger down payment. They're able to access the same great uh, 
rates as a, a buyer with a larger down payment, right. and they're looked at uh, from a, a lower risk standpoint. Mm-hmm. Just a quick question for the uh, for the listeners: minimal down payment is. Absolutely. So a minimal down payment, uh, we are able to uh, insure mortgages starting at 5% down. Okay. 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 Which is which is great. Now, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask. We were talking earlier. Now, years ago in Hamilton, uh, there were certain pockets that uh, banks, A lender banks would not lend in like like some parts of Hamilton is that is that still on in Hamilton at all or did that get wiped out because now half of the GTA buyers are coming this <laughs> way and they're uh, but uh, but I know there's other spots like you, you like mentions uh, like there's Well and Pocorbin pockets that uh, uh, those are A lenders or are they CMHC uh, insurance uh, insurable um, uh, loans that maybe CMHC won't touch. Okay, so I, I can't speak uh, directly for our uh, lender clients, but what I can speak to is what CMHC does. So CMHC is mandated to insure everywhere. We're here to provide access to housing for Canadians. So there may be opportunities where um, a, a lender might have a concern with uh, with the property or with perhaps the future marketability of the property. And even though you would have a buyer with a more significant down payment, what uh, CMHC would do is we would still insure that loan. So we do offer insurance for uh, those clients with a greater than a 20% down payment that perhaps the uh, the lender just needs uh, the, the, the uh, assurance uh, behind them that if uh, the, the lender or the property ever goes into default, uh, that their cl- uh, clauses... Claims and losses. <laughs> their claims, yeah, the yeah, Thursday morning tongue twister. Their claims and losses uh, would be covered. So again, a great way to access perhaps some of those more interesting and unique properties that uh, that some lenders would traditionally shy away from without the uh, mortgage loan insurance. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Because I remember years ago, and I didn't see it as much in the last uh, three to five years as it was more in the last ten to fifteen years that. Um, uh, it was hard to get financing for people that in some pockets of north of Barton Street mm-hmm. in Han- in Hamilton, mm-hmm. but uh, w- we haven't had any of those issues lately. Uh, um, be, uh, just because you know housing housing has climbed quite a bit and 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 it's getting actually cleaned up. I'm not saying it was dirty, but I'm just saying it, 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 there's a whole new pocket of buyers that are coming in and they're actually reviving neighborhoods that were probably kind of. Uh, you know, falling falling apart, but um, but I know that that there is there are neighborhoods. I think sometimes it is tougher to mm-hmm. to insure. And and I'm I think in Ontario, are, are there a lot of pockets like that, uh, Lindsay, or or you don't want to say the cities? You know it's what? okay, I I'll say it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't speak to that uh, as uh, unfortunately I am not an underwriter, so uh, I am not sure of what we specifically can and can't insure. I just wanted to reassure you that, again, we are mandated to insure everywhere and provide housing to Canadians, again, as long as it is sustainable and healthy housing. Right. I know uh, I know CMHC has a great product. It's called the uh, Purchase Plus Improvements Program. I, and, and, and I know this because, you know, some of my clients have used it before. Um, you know, when you walk into a property and, and they say that it, it might need a small renovation or, or a big renovation, I know CMHC does have a good product that you would know more about than I would, but but it's something that that you know has been advantageous to to myself and and presenting a, a, a di- you know different styles of houses mm-hmm. or or um, houses that need improvements. If you want to touch on that, 
Phil, I love that you asked me that question because that is my favorite topic. Yeah, yes. it's, it's awesome. It's it's really awesome for a, you know a first time home buyer or even an investor that that you know doesn't necessarily have the capital to renovate the entire right. house themselves. But it's, you know, it's something that they can borrow on the mortgage. It's based the, on the future. Yeah value but i I'll, I'll let you run away with it it's, from here it's the perfect house but it has the the the, the, the bad kitchen mm-hmm. right yeah, and, exactly. and they can the first time home buyers sometimes can't afford to put a new kitchen in but here you go Lindsay. go for it okay so if if time does permit i want to share a really brief oh, we got lots personal of story <laughs> with you so in uh, 2001 i was a first time home buyer um okay. fairly fairly young and certainly trying to get established in my career uh, we were pre-approved for a mortgage in stony creek knowing we wanted to live in stony creek given that we had family in the area unfortunately the amount i was pre-approved for probably wouldn't have bought burlington street uh, downtown hamilton <laughs> so i spent six months researching listings, nothing came up. And finally, a a, a townhouse came up in Stony Creek right behind the attic pizza parlor. (laughs) And uh, I I went to see that home and um, the owners had cared for it well, but it was extremely, uh, it was extremely dated. Uh, There was uh, some dusty rose carpet that perhaps needed to be uh, replaced. (laughs) I think I was in that house. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the kitchen had, it was a galley style kitchen with all lower cabinets, no upper cabinets. And it had a dishwasher that you had to roll over and plug into the sink. <laughs> and uh, for me, that was a, a, a bit of a surprise. And I said, well, perhaps we, we can't buy this house. And uh, my husband told me, he goes, we'll fix it up. We'll make it look beautiful. So guess when that house got it's fixed the vision. up? It's the, oh, yeah. yeah, it's the vision. Guess when that house got fixed up? Just before you moved out of it. <laughs> Two weeks before the first sale sign went on it. Nice. You did it for the next buyer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that is, I'm sure, the scenario where you see many of your first-time buyers finding themselves in, where the house is perfect, but there's just something that they would change. Mm. In fact, CMHC's research shows that almost 90% of home buyers, when they move, are undertaking some sort of renovation to their property within four quarters and why it's taking them more than four quarters is because they're depleting their savings right so they're financing these renovations perhaps on unsecured credit lines or by credit cards or they're waiting four or five six years to be able to save up the money so a purchase plus improvement will allow a uh, a home buyer to be able to incorporate the renovations in with their purchase price this will give them the access to the exact same great mortgage rates that uh, that you are having on your mortgage and will allow a very shortened time frame for you to be able to complete those renovations in so it is a really really good scenario for you as a buyer and for you as realtors to be able to offer mm-hmm. to your clients. Is there a minimum uh, amount and is there a maximum amount and, and is there an application that you have to state, okay, this is what I'm going to use this money for and then actually prove that you used it for that purpose? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a layup for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a purchase plus, there truly is no minimum. Okay. Again, you do want to uh, consider a reasonability check around it, right? If uh, if you're living in uh, perhaps uh, an area of Hamilton Mountain, uh, a $100,000 kitchen may not add that $100,000 in mm-hmm. value to your home to be able to make it feasible. Some pockets of Toronto, that is, that is normal. So you need to do what is normal for your neighborhood. 
Um, ideally, yes, you are going to want to do some quotes mm -hmm. to get an idea of uh, of what you will be doing. And CMHC, yes, we do look for notes on what sort of upgrades we'll be doing. We also ask that the lender do their due diligence to show that those upgrades have been done uh, before those clients or the, those funds are advanced to the clients. And is it is it strictly home improvement, or or does this include you know backyards or or landscaping, you know, landscaping or driveways or or Absolutely. anything? Absolutely. So a purchase plus does include pretty much any area of a home improvement. Uh, typically, people used to think of it in the ballpark of it's got to be a kitchen or a bath. We're saying do it for you as you're living in the house today. So some landscaping, absolutely. Accessibility as uh, families are moving in uh, in multi-generational household situations. Um, build that garage. The only thing that uh, we are saying that uh, would not be included in a purchase plus is something like appliances. Hmm. Okay, this is something that you can't take with you to the new property that would new not be included in a right. purchase plus. And so a home theater system won't home theater, <laughs> home theater system might be a tough uh, might be a tough sell. Uh, my most exciting part, my least favorite renovation to do is painting. I think that that is just mm -hmm. uh, it can change uh, the entire house. Though there's a lot oh, yeah. of houses that we walk into and say, "Hey, listen, if you paint this place, it would look great." Yeah. Mm -hmm. So CMHC does incorporate paint in the, to their purchase hmm. plus to avoid a scenario like me where I'm trying to do it myself and not doing it well. Uh, yeah, I could see the bad lines along the ceiling. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> and is this only available to people who are moving into a home? Like, you know, I've been in my house for, you know, 15 years. I can't call you up and say, hey, I need a little bit of cash. Can we do something? Uh, at this point, this is only available for high ratio home buyers. Right. But uh, for clients that have more than 20% down um, and who are either refinancing or who are purchasing with greater than 20% down, you need to check with your mortgage lender mm -hmm. as they may have renovation programs like okay. this as well. And this is just one of the the, uh, the many products that you guys offer, right? This is just this is one example. Absolutely, this is just a small example of the a variety of flexibilities that we offer. We offer premium rebates as well uh, for those who are purchasing energy efficient new construction or who are doing energy efficient upgrades to a resale home. <laughs> uh, we provide um, insurance for uh, self employed borrowers. We provide uh, insurance for newcomers to Canada. So there is a variety of uh, Flexibilities and products that we have for all of your uh, all of your clients. So the other thing on that is, if you get a mortgage person, most most mortgage people, banks and mortgage brokers are good, but there is a lot of paperwork involved. So <laughs> so if you talk to a mortgage person and you want to do that uh, mortgage home improvement program, and he he, he says something like, oh, we don't do that. It's because he just doesn't want to do the paperwork. <laughs> we can direct you to the right people that have no problem filling out the paperwork to do the Mortgage uh, Plus, well, Home Improvement there's Plus a, program. There's a lot of steps to it. it. It goes on, you know, far beyond after you move into your property. It's, you know, it can go up to 120 days, 160 days. I don't know if there's a certain number of days that are, are you know, is there, is there a timeline as to when you have to have the renovations done or, or what's the mandate on that? So CMHC's timeline is closer to a year, but Perfect. each mortgage lender actually incorporates this guideline uniquely to what their policies are. Right. Uh, ideally, you do want to complete this renovation as quickly as possible. So I'd like to give you an example. Say you purchased a home for $400,000. You were looking at doing approximately $15,000 in renovations. The uh, 
your purchase price would actually be almost viewed as 415000 We call that the lending value. Hmm. So at the time that that mortgage closes, you are paying on the entire amount of the renovation. So there's a pretty good incentive to get those renovations done quickly. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, makes sense. Sure. We were talking earlier about uh, mortgage loan insurance. Uh, some changes have been made to mortgage loan insurance premiums. Uh, what can you tell us about that? So for those of you that don't know, March 17th, uh, the uh, the premiums for mortgage loan insurance were increased. Um, they were increased across the board, across all mortgage loan insurers. Uh, at this point, what this premium increase reflected was just uh, a, a, almost a cost of doing business. Uh, our requirements to uh, keep uh, capital on reserve as we're lending out were uh, increased uh, significantly. So uh, unfortunately, as a premium is made up essentially of the uh, the the capital that's required, then uh, then we did have to increase premiums. Hmm. Now premiums are looked at every single year and uh, are adjusted uh, are adjusted to reflect the current market conditions as well. What you will see is your average buyer will probably see a difference of between five and ten dollars a month on their mortgage payment. Hmm. I think what's sort of interesting to note, and especially in the first-time homebuyer space, as we've seen so many changes throughout the past year, is that each buyer has to look at their own unique situation because every buyer is so different and their needs are so different. So you need to take a close look with an analytical eye and an open mind as you're making your purchase decisions. So on CMHC fees, it, it's a set fee once you purchase the house. It, it, it yes. doesn't increase from there. Am I correct about that? No, it does not. It's a one-time fee. Uh, I would say 99 0.9% of the time it is added to the mortgage and financed in with the cost That's right. Of the now, now usually uh, let's say on a on a $400,000 and I know you, we don't have calculators in front of us right now. 400,000 approximately what would the CMHC like how, how do you guys calculate that? It, it depends on on, on your down to value, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. So, so so if you're only going in 5%, it's like a 2 a 3.5% uh, fee on the mortgage. Yeah, it is now 4% on your mortgage amount if you're going down or if you're going with 5% down. Right. As you increase that down payment, the premium also decreases. Uh, so I would uh, encourage your buyers to stay very close to their mortgage professionals and uh, be able to uh, talk them through that. Now, there's sometimes that even if the buyer does have 20% down, um, the bank might go back to them and say, hey, listen, you know, we want this mortgage insured. Can you give us a, a couple scenarios where that's happened? Maybe maybe some of our listeners, you know, could um, could relate to that type of decision from from their lenders? Certainly. Uh, I can tell you uh, from the standpoint of the phone calls that I receive from my lender clients, <laughs> this does not actually happen quite often. Hmm. Um, there are scenarios. One would be if the property is perhaps in a location where it may have been close to industry um, or there may have been, you know, several years ago, there may have been some evidence of contamination, which has now been remediated. The lender might still step back from it, just uh, concerns of about perhaps stigma and things like that, then CMHC is really happy to step in and insure. There's another scenario as well where the property looks really good, but perhaps the uh, the buyer, the borrower has some bruised credit and they're just not quite strong, don't have a quite strong enough credit bureau for the lender to feel confident. So in that case, again, we do provide mortgage loan insurance. For we get a Sorry, we got to take a break here. We're going to talk about, uh, when we come back, uh, the uh, annual mortgage consumer survey and uh, what some of the insights uh, we can glean from that when we continue here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Along for the ride as well, Philip Golfie, sales rep with the Golfie team. And we have two special guests in studio today from CMHC, Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey. You can get a hold of the Golfie team online at robgolfie.com. Call them today, 905-575-7700. Back to our discussion about everything CMHC. You uh, recently released the annual mortgage consumer survey what did it say oh really interesting actually so last week cmhc released our 2017 mortgage consumer survey and what it is is it is essentially a deep dive into the mortgage behaviors and attitudes of canadian consumers the survey is completed coast to coast to coast and what it provides is some really unique insights on all uh all aspects of the mortgage process. So it incorporates renewers, refinancers, home buyers, uh, repeat home buyers. So uh, what it does is again, it gives some really great insight into the attitudes around uh, Canadian home buying consumers. So uh, all in all, a positive experience? A very positive experience. And uh, why I like leveraging the survey so much with uh, my my clients is because it enables us to show really clearly where perhaps there are some gaps, where your buyers are left wondering things or wanting things or needing more information on mm. things. And it really provides that uh, that that great insight into what uh, what consumers are looking for. All right, let's get back uh, Anthony Passarelli on the mic. I know he's been chomping at the bit to uh, to elbow Lindsay out of the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about some uh, market analysis uh, focus issues. Um, any significant changes to the Hamilton market recently? I know uh, down the highway in Toronto, they, they really got a kick in the behind with uh, the speculative tax and the foreign buyers uh, measures that the wind government introduced. What's happening here? Well, we were just talking about that actually on the break. Uh, the fact that in Toronto in in May the sales were were down quite a bit versus the previous May, and in Hamilton those sales were um, just uh, slightly lower. They held up a lot better, which is pretty much the bottom line. Mm. So uh, we can't really quantify if the foreign buyers tax is what caused the Toronto sales to to decrease in the way it did. Uh, we, we already talked about how some buyers may have went to the sidelines just out of sort of worry about where the market's going, but I think. The, the, the main thing to take away from this is Hamilton sales held up, held up very well because the Toronto homes are still very unaffordable for a number of buyers. And those buyers are continuing to come to Hamilton to find more affordable housing, especially the uh, detached homes, which they've been kind of priced out of the market in Toronto. So hmm. I think that's continuing to happen because even in Toronto with the pr- sales softening a bit, the prices are still growing. The prices are still high. So it, the story really hasn't changed much. Right. What about Niagara? Niagara uh, has taken, uh, has picked up quite a bit. Uh, um, so is that is that going to be a continuation, or, or you know, are those are are those Toronto buyers going to Niagara and, and just you know going to do the commute, or are they Hamilton buyers getting kicked out of Hamilton going to Niagara, and the <laughs> Toronto buyers are coming to Hamilton? You know, I think it's a, it's a little bit of both. You, yeah. you see that you know we hear a lot of anecdotal evidence of you know Hamiltonians getting priced out of Hamilton and going to Niagara, to Brantford, to Woodstock. Um, those are areas I actually previously covered that Woodstock London area. Mm. Heard. 
quite a few stories about Hamiltonians moving out that way because the housing is more affordable. Um, so it's a bit of both the Torontonians and the Hamiltons getting pushed out. Uh, and again, this sort of spillover effect into these other markets that previously maybe wouldn't have been affected by Toronto, like Niagara, London, uh, Kitchener, it's happening now. And uh, un- unless there's a pullback in Toronto in prices, quite a big pullback, we don't really see that changing. So really, nobody is from anywhere anymore. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, where are you from? Well, I grew up here and I ended up moving this way. But uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, I, we noticed that uh, 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 Niagara, uh, I saw their numbers uh they jumped uh, rapidly in the last uh, six months. They mm. they haven't experienced uh, growth like this. They're and I, uh, we would get phone calls and say, "How do you deal with this market?" And uh, you know, other agents from the, out there, and uh, and I said, Good, "That's fantastic that you guys are experiencing that." So, but usually, um, I'm just wondering if 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 um, with the home buyers from Toronto, like is. Toronto, does it look like, do, do you get to see stats like midway of the month? Do you like, do you, are you seeing any numbers like halfway through the month of, uh, of, of this month, seeing how things are going? Uh, I'll, I usually will do that from the markets I cover, which is sort of the Hamilton, Brantford area more than. How's, how's Toronto? Is Toronto and Hamilton with like the difference? Uh, are you l- looking at numbers saying, hey, they're, they're still on, tr- like, is, is Toronto still going to be down from last year? To be honest, I haven't looked at the numbers, say, halfway through the month in Toronto, right. so I don't know if they're sort of, there's already been that rebound we've been talking about or whether it's still sort of a lull in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, you know, sometimes it's good to look halfway through the month, but sometimes it could be a bit misleading depending on those two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, if the weather was fantastic and, you know, there was right, holes that right. sold something mm-hmm. like that. So we tend to wait to the end of the month because mm-hmm. the data is very volatile. That's right. That's right. Is there any cause for concern from uh, homeowners in Toronto because of the dip that they had? Well, like I said, there's... The dip was in sales, but if you look at still the, the relationship between the sales and the listings, you're still seeing price growth. Hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this earlier, you know, buyers are maybe being able to put conditions and offers now, uh, such as home inspection, financing. But all in all, you're still looking in that seller's market type of territory. I think we were just used to this situation of every house has a multiple offer on it. Maybe that's not the case right now, but... Prices are still growing, and I think the seller is still in the driver's seat when you look at some of these stats like days on market, uh, things like that. The prices are still growing quite a bit. Now, the break, when we come back, we'll uh, shine a a spotlight on Hamilton and bring out the microscope and see what's happening in certain pockets in this neighborhood. When we come back, you're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Philip Golfie also in studio. He's a sales rep with the Golfie team as well. Call them today, 905-575-7700. Again, that number, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, RobGolfie.com. Check him out, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and the ever-successful Rob 
Golfie Facebook page. <laughs> Anthony Passarelli and Lindsay Harvey are with us from uh, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, uh, shining a, a spotlight and telling us a lot more uh, and very interesting things about uh, CMHC. Uh, I'll throw to uh, Philip because you had a question as well. Yeah, um, so it, it seems like everywhere we look right now, we're seeing these new developments going up relatively quickly. You know, you got the big sides, you know, such as that, that Central Park neighborhood up on Hamilton Mountain. But what's, what's you know, interesting is they're all sold out, right? But but with that is is there's there continues to be new development plans. You, you look in the Spectator the other day, there's the big television city building that, that has plans to go up. Um, how is this going to affect our, our housing market, you know, our, our local housing market? Do we expect these con- these to continue to sell out on, on that type of basis? And, and what's that going to do? Will supply ever, you know, will we ever, you know, overextend our supply? Where, where these, you know, they're, they're going to start sitting vacant type hmm. of thing. Well, I think that builders typically are very keen on what's going on in the market, just like you guys are as realtors. And uh, now that you've seen some more supply come on, uh, the conditions are getting a little bit more towards balance. But I would say, again, it's kind of still of a, a seller's market that you may see fewer projects get started if this continues. It all depends on the conditions in the market, especially when you look at the resale market. If there's a really short supply of homes for sale, you'll see more new homes being built. And if you see the supply of the resale homes really continue to grow, then I think builders may back off a bit and um, because they'll see those projects take longer to sell. Right, right. And they have a little bit more difficult time because now they're trying to forecast the market maybe five or six years in advance mm-hmm. and, and hoping that the market continues to trend upwards. So it's a little bit more difficult on, on their level. So that's very interesting, uh, you know, very interesting stats and news. Yeah, it's definitely true with the apartments. Like you're saying, it takes a number of years to get that apartment built from the time the application goes to the city to the time it's built. Uh, with the apartment side, too, you have to consider as well, though, there is strong rental demand. So even if someone was to purchase, uh, say, a condominium apartment, they can live in it, they can rent in it. There is a, a sort of a shortage of rental housing as well. Uh, what are the regions in Hamilton that are still hot? We're still seeing that demand. And what? you can't say everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Across the board. Yeah. You know. uh, when we looked at the sales in the last couple of months where there's been a bit of a softening, uh, I think I said earlier that, you know, Grimsby kind of stood out as a, uh, as a region where the sales didn't pull back as much. Mm. Uh, the central Hamilton area uh, defined by the real estate board, and I think it's, um, it's James Street and I'm trying to remember exactly where it is. Kenilworth? James that Hamilton, okay. Jim central Hamilton yeah, yeah. region uh, pulled back a little bit more than other areas. You know, maybe you could read into that a bit that like you were saying earlier, there was some, some demand there maybe from investors yeah. or flippers mm-hmm. trying right. to. That's right. So maybe they got a little bit nervous and they pulled back a bit, whereas some of the areas where um, purchase, homes are being purchased by sort of the homeowner, the end user, held up a bit better, right. uh, like Grimsby, uh, Dundas, Ancaster, those kind of areas. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think there's going to be an overabundance of uh, condos, uh, uh, condos in uh, in Grimsby? They're building a lot there by Casablanca. Uh, there is a, a tremendous amount of condos, and most of them are investors. Like I'd say, for every home buyer that's buying it to move in, there's probably three investors on top of that. So, so let's say one out of every four are probably are actual a home buyer to move in and three of them are probably investors. So is that, is that going to be a concern down the road with having over an abundance of, uh, because you can't fill all those up with 
rentals after like these these investors there's not an, there's not enough population to fill every one of those units up hmm. so you you feel that they're buying to to rent out not to there's to a lot resell. of investors that are buying a lot of investors are buying okay well yeah, one I, thing I, we do track yeah. at CMHC cuz we actually collect a lot of data ourselves on the new home market and on the rental market we actually do the surveys ourselves and uh, one stat that I always pay close attention to is it's called completed and unsold. So you, you look at how many units are empty. Now, these units you're saying are already bought, but you're worried about when it gets finished, if someone's going to be able to resell it or rent it out. Yeah, we're already I just tracking the MLS systems and, and what's coming new to the market. They're already starting to be put up for for, uh, for lease. And we're seeing, you know, the lakefront uh, townhomes going for about $1,800. And these are, you know, two and three bedroom townhomes that are, you know, they don't even have their driveway in yet. Um, mm. the, road, the road's still... Mm-hmm. You know, not even paved, but they're they're starting to already go up for lease and just try to have that first market advantage just because, you know, everybody knows that's what everybody else is doing, right? Absolutely. So it's just going to be interesting to see what, what goes on there. And, and you might see, you know, might, it might be an opportunity for a first-time homebuyer to hop in there where you might see an investor dumping one or, mm-hmm. or you know, because a house can only sit vacant for so long. And... Uh, and uh, so it, sh- it just it, it should be interesting, you know, s- something to keep an eye on yeah. in terms of that little pocket. I got to jump in here because we we've got about forty seconds or so. What I do want to ask is: Hamilton still a seller's market? I think it is now. The conditions are changing, so it's become a little bit better for the buyer. Like we were talking about, adding conditions and offers they usually they previously couldn't do. Let's say in the first three months of the year. Uh, but if you look at some of the the real key stats, like the days on market, the price growth, um, the list to sale price ratio, all those things point to still being a seller's market. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next few months if it changes to a balance. All right, we got to run. Rob, Philip, Anthony, Lindsay, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Yep. So we're care. back next Saturday morning at nine, right here on AM nine hundred CHML.